Welcome to your listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. It's Damien, and I know we've been gone for a while, but you know, guys, we've had exploding organs, we've had, I mean, just life happening, and so we had to, we had to dial it back, we had to take a little time off, uh, you know, it's been about a month, a little, uh, and so we're back at it, we're going to, excuse me, wow, I'm going to have to edit that out, but, you know, gas happens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll stay in. Maybe it'll stay in. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We're trying to try. We're, we're you know we're going to dial it back in and focus on a few of the great things that came out. Uh, I know that we said that we we're going to do a Sea of Thieves episode in between, but you know what happened is is that at Comic Con, instead of releasing the informate the the video like right after, it took a couple weeks for them to decide to finally put the video out. And then when they did, it wasn't about the new stuff. That stuff has come out more recent, and a lot of that's coming out at GamesCon. Uh, we will talk a little bit on Sea of Thieves on some of the changes that are coming that we do know so far and the direction that the studio has seen themselves going with such a great title and evolution due to player feedback, something that studios are really starting to take, you know, they're take, taking to heart these days. But right off the bat, hey, guys, I'm alive. I'm doing good. Like, I took care of some family situation stuff, and I'm back now. I, we talked about exploding organs. So, Nick, are you gonna go? You're gonna, you're gonna listen to your body a little better now. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with me, man. I uh, I woke up one day. I had uh, dinner because I work graveyard, so basically, I had my breakfast about six o'clock on a Friday, which uh, we knew at that time we weren't going to record, or we didn't know we weren't going to record at that time, and then. Uh, uh, I was in a lot of pain. I uh, wasn't sure what was going on. And uh, about three days later, fever-induced comas and sleeping and trying to trying to figure out what was up with me, I realized my appendix had burst. And it was all poopy inside my guts. And uh, luckily, I had a really good surgeon, O'Toole, um, from actually Kaiser Permanente, which is my insurance company, which I do not care for a lot of times, but there's good people there. And he was an amazing guy that stepped in after two days in the hospital and said, no, we got to do this. And not only did my appendix burst, but I also had a stone inside the appendix that was going to give me problems that I was going to have to pass too. So he found that too. And he got that out of there at the same time, which would have caused me problems coming up. So yeah, I had to have surgery, had my appendix removed, get all the pus and poison outside of me. And, uh, I was on the shelf for a couple of weeks there, you know, <laughs> it was a, it was a painful situation. Yeah. The appendix is no joke. I luckily haven't had any issue with that so far, but I wouldn't put it past it eventually happening to me. <laughs> what but. happens soon as you tell people or they know from like my job or family or friends um, and you go, yeah, I had to have my appendix removed. You get like 30% of people are like, oh yeah, I had it like five years ago. And cause it's the second 
biggest operation or the, uh, sorry, the most popular operation in America is your appendix removal. Yep. I didn't ask what the first one was, but I figured it had something to do with like snip, snip. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not really Gallbladder sure. a lot of times, actually. Yeah, that could be too. But my dad, my aunts, three or four guys at work. I mean, you just kind of get into a appendix bonding, uh, situation there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, on the bright side, you know, I'll never have to deal with that again. Exactly. So, we're just going to jump right in here. We're weekly free flow and stuff like that. We don't have anything like that, but we got a lot of top stories, guys, for you. Uh, this is something pretty cool because, you know, like I talked a while back about going back and watching Watchmen and how years later watching it, I took, I had a different take on it, a different view on it. And there were certain things I really was able to take back and say, hey, you know what? It wasn't as bad as some people made it out to be. Yeah, there was a focus on a giant blue member, but, you know... It is what it is, but Watchmen really gives itself a lot of breath to create. It's a different. It's. I mean, the great thing is it's officially, officially been stated that it is part of the DC universe. Yes. For a long time, long time, it was like, is it? Is it not? Is it? Is it? Now it is. So, with that, this new series that uh, Damon Lindelof's has is been ordered got got picked up by HBO. Do what do you think that we may actually see possibility of references kind of like the Netflix series references other DC characters in that series? Sure, I could see references. I don't see any of characters coming from DC to join this world. Uh I know it's in the same universe like they've stated like you stated earlier but they said uh but there's too many great characters in the Watchmen. It's gonna very true. It's gonna take over, and the pilot was ordered in 2017, and we all knew about that, but it's officially ordered. And then I was surprised to hear this, Damien, that the series, uh, as is expected to premiere in 2019, and I was like, that's quick, man. That's pretty quick. Um, so uh, a couple things on that that the Lindelof uh as a remix of original stories. Set in alternative history where superheroes are treated as outlaws, Watchmen embraces the nonchalance of the original groundbreaking graphic novel while attempting to break new ground of its own. So, you know, maybe new characters or, you know, in this world, but we're probably going to get a lot of good backstory and a lot of good new storylines to be driven off that original book that was so fantastic. Now, you're, the comedian, the comedian's is the best in my mind. Uh, Rorschach too. I like him too, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're talking about that. You went back and you watch Watchmen. Now it's been some time since I went back and watched it, but I went back when I believe HBO released the director's cut. It was like over three hours long. Have you watched that cut? That's what I watched. That See, is what I watched. When I watched that cut, I really cared for the movie a lot more than the original cut that was released in the theaters. And, and even the one that was released to theaters, there were sections of that movie I really, really love. But there's overall, all together, I just didn't care for it as much. You know, but there mm -hmm. were some really good no, stuff I in there. I agree fully. But then the director's cut, it expands on some of those things that I loved and it made me loved it more. So I actually liked and cared for the movie a lot more. So I'm really hyped. I mean, Damon uh, Lindelof is fantastic. And I mean, this is going to be an exciting thing for us in 2019. And I'm surprised we're going to get it in 2019. I, that's that's exciting to me. 
Yeah, no, and that, I mean, that's the, so, I, I'm glad, I know that when we first heard about the series, we talked about it, and that we were excited about it, but it, just knowing the fact of the time period that we're going to actually get it, yeah, and it's, you know, it, it kind of eases that, that sting of the fact that, you know, we know 2019, that's when we finally get the last season of traditional Game of Thrones. Yes. Now, I say I say traditional Game of Thrones because we do know that there are multiple projects going on yes. for spinoffs. And as much as, you know, I leave myself open to the idea of the spinoffs as long as the quality of story is there and then acting is there and, and production. As long as they can maintain those three things, sometimes can be difficult for a spinoff. But if they can do it, and I feel they're going to do it because they know that this is their cash cow. They know that this is one of their big things that makes them money. If they can do it, you know, more power to them. I love myself some fantasy. And this would give me twice the fantasy, considering the fact that right around the same time that the new series of Game of Thrones stuff comes out, Amazon will be releasing the first season of Lord of the Rings. That's that's see that's a huge lineup. Now I was just gonna suggest. Now I, I forgot that Lord of Rings is coming on Amazon in 2019. But just let's let's think of the lineup for HBO in 2019. You'll have Silicon Valley again. Veep yep. is coming back because Louis uh, Dreyfus she's done with the cancer treatment that she was going through that put the show on hiatus. Uh, Watchmen and then True Detective season three has wrapped. Yep, that's in a beautiful lineup for the next year for hbo that's a lot of hbo watching for me personally no no it's it is a lot and have we uh, i knew that westworld are they taking the law are they taking the long term with westworld are we getting that in 2020 or is that coming out in 2019 as well i thought that they Uh may have yeah i'm not sure about that i didn't didn't. they haven't announced yet yet and that's something i've been i've been waiting to hear because i I love myself some westworld westworld season two what a corkscrew of a series jesus crime me it really was and and it was interesting because it polarized the fan base, like you, it you had the people that watched season one and they were kind of casuals. Yeah. Then you had the people that really dove deep, you know, like we all did. And this season, season two picked up a lot more. It picked up more fans and it lost fans. So it picked up. It picked it, up the people that went. Deep yeah, it did. And then it lost the people who were casual. And the creators, because you had to think. the creators and the producers, I forget exactly who came out uh, and said that the season three is going to be a lot different than season two. So maybe they want to ramp it back and keep those casual fans because you want to keep your ratings high. Because season two, a lot of episodes were very rewatchable because of the confusion I had sometimes. And oh. actually listening to uh, some of the OG guys that you mentioned, Cage and Chris, and doing the... Uh, the reviews on each episode that helped me out a lot. I would listen to the episode and go back and listen and watch an, uh, an episode on HBO again and rewatch it and go, okay, that makes more sense. I get it. Okay. Cause some things you just get lost on. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But fantastic. I mean, it's, like, it's like ready player one. I mean, you can watch, I still, I've seen that movie now. It's, it's getting up there to where it's about ready to tie. How many times I've seen bright. And I just watched Bright again, actually, and caught a couple new things in it. And I'm like, wow, how did I miss that, you know? Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I actually went and watched a YouTube video that broke down all the all the Easter eggs. I do So that, that I yeah. could go, yeah. go look at. Yeah, Ready Player One. I'm at three uh, viewings now since it came out on streaming, you know, services. 
It's a fantastic movie. I think I gave it like a six when we first did the live show after we watched it live. We came right in and did a podcast about it. I still keep it around there, maybe six and a half. It can go with the seven. Uh, I still don't I still don't care for that second act. I'm not the second act, sorry, the third act, how fast it moved. I know you can't stretch out the movie that far, but it's still a great movie. Everybody should watch Ready Player One. Everybody should support it's, that. It's like a nine. It's like a nine. That's good. Eight. That's good. I, I just, I, I have a little disconnect there because- the second step in that movie, and I know we're trailing off here when we're trying to keep the the show tight, but me and uh, Damien haven't talked in a while. That second part of that movie where you're going into, uh, no spoilers, but Shining, that is amazing, man. It's, that was. It's it was. beautiful. And then it kind of just skips forward and you're like, oh, well, that was kind of a boop, boop, boop. Anyways. Well, the reason I kind of wanted to talk about, about Ready Player One will tie in later on into something that Netflix is bringing us that kind of kind of pulls a little bit from that without all the CGI and, oh, I'm going into a different realm. Awesome. But the other, another big story that we had is Batwoman has been casted for the CW series. You and I couldn't be more, more happy about this. Ruby Rose is casted as Batwoman, which this is a tatted up badass chica. I'm like, I'm just saying this woman, she she can kick a man's ass. She could. She's just. She's awesome. Every movie that she's in, where she is in some fighting sequence, it looks and feels legit. I, it does. It, it really does. And even like her character in Orange Is the New Black, where she's kind of pulled back a little bit, and she's a little bit more drama comedy show. Uh, kind of the way Orange Is the New Black has kind of changed from more of dramatic to kind of comedy back to dramatic a little bit. She was great in that too, as that. So I think as a series. She would. She's okay at playing different multiple roles. You know, of you know, a fighting kick-ass person or the dramatic scenes that Batwoman as a personal life would have to deal with. I, I think she's great for this. Yeah, same here. And I'm. I love that she's coming in as a DC character because I'm going to tell you something. If she wasn't Batwoman, if we didn't have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I would have loved to have seen Ruby Rose as Wonder Woman. Yeah, she doesn't fit the mold so much as Wonder Woman, but but I I get what you're saying. Uh, just to say, she she to me she's just she embodies that strong, independent yeah female. She just oozes and, like strength and you know independence. And all the tattoos and everything like that. And, I mean, uh, let's face it. I love tattoos on women. She's gorgeous to me, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. S- same here. Uh, now, a lot of fans are also having issues with the fact that she will be playing a lesbian. She will be playing a lesbian in uh, as her character. And to me, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Who who cares? I, I don't ever... I know. I don't care anymore. I don't like, ever nobody understand cares. Nobody should this care. in the world of pop culture and the openness that most people... In- you know, this world that that do reviews and YouTube videos and stream games online, uh, this is supposed to be an open world of just who, you know, you, you don't worry about it, all this stuff. You do your own thing. I, I never understand why people care about this. And I'm glad she just canceled her Twitter and was like, and I'm, I'm not dealing with this. And I'm glad she didn't back away. She was just like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm still going to play Batwoman. Good for her. Uh, I feel bad for her that there was any backlash whatsoever. It's ridiculous, man. It is. It is. So that's something that we're going to definitely, we will definitely cover Batwoman when that comes out, because that is just something I'm like. I'm more excited about Batwoman than I am about anything Arrow right now, Flash, DC. I know, right? It's just, it's so, it looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. so good. I'm not happy about this. Uh, Other big news, World of Warcraft just launched their new 
their their new uh, expansion. It's doing it's working wonders with numbers of people returning, so much so that they're actually teetering on getting me to come back. Even though I've been gone for like multiple expansions, this expansion has, you know, it's it's piqued my interest a little bit. It's bringing back the idea of the original war. You know, the Horde versus the Alliance before it's kind of merged to what everybody's kind of like, oh, we'll work together kind of thing. And now it's they're, they're back head on, which is really cool. The game play looks awesome. There's some people that complain, but that's you get that with everything. But it's been really, really neat to know that this game's been going on for so long. And yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to tout on, you know, Sony or Sony's original game. They had doubt, you know, they had EverQuest known as Evercrack, and Evercrack is still going strong, which is crazy. It's It's crazy. I I do not know how many expansions that game has, but I'm just saying, World of Warcraft, they've only updated their character graphics just a little bit, and it's just showing you when you have good gameplay and a great community, and a community that follows it, and you have, you do go with that stylized graphics, it shows you how long stylized graphics can stay good. That that's that's the thing. It's like people are like, "Well, I want more realistic." Well, yeah, you go realistic, but the problem is realistic can get old. Now, I'm going to tell you something though, but this is a way to segue out of it and getting into our game chat. You're going into into graphics. You're going into realism. Now, there's a game that has a sequel coming out. Now, if you play Red Dead Redemption, if you play that. On the Xbox One X with 4K enhanced graphics and everything, 60 frames a second. You go on and you play this game and you see it. You would think you were playing a current gen or next gen even level title because of how good Rockstar went into the muscle movements of the animals, of the people and everything. Yeah, the faces are still one of Rockstar's there. It it depends. You you can tell their style. Yeah, yeah. No, Noir was a much better because you had to pay. You had to pay attention to to now, L.A. Noir. You had to pay attention to facial movements yep. and things like that. They have gotten they have gotten better, but they still have that rock star flair to it. Mm-hmm. But it looks real. Red Dead Redemption Two, like this is the thing. Chris has talked about. It, you know, it's crazy how a game's about to come out, but they don't put out a video. Then they're like, "And eh, we're gonna drop some single player." gameplay footage we're going to show you some gameplay footage now they rockstar does not play by any rules other than their own and it works for them because i'm telling you if there's a game i mean still currently one of the top played games currently on all systems pc uh, playstation or xbox is gta online gta 5 online yeah i mean i bought that for the 360 that's how long ago this game was out I, I played it I know, and right? beat it on the 360, and then when it got rehanced and came on the Xbox One X, I rebought it again. I've bought that game twice, and you know how much I had to pay for it on the Xbox One X? I think I had to pay $45 for it. It was almost full price still because of yeah. how many copies there still. You don't really find the game uh, on sale or anything like that. Now, no. when we're talking about Rockstar, l- let's just look at Rockstar in a whole and what game of Rockstar came out of that you were like, eh, kind of disappointed in that game? I mean, you could say L.A. Noir because some people were disappointed in it. I loved it. I played the hell out of it. Uh, 
But Rockstar had a handball or like tennis, like little handball tennis game that came out. That was the only Rockstar game that ever came out that I was like, yeah. They probably tried to erase that from the internet. It came out on the Wii. And uh, okay, well, we can give a one accent, you know, exception there if if they're trying to make the Wii. But usually, Rockstar, like you're saying, takes their time and they produce things very thoroughly. So, if we just break down some of the horse stuff, and people talked about in Red Dead Redemption One, was the butt movement of the horse. Because as you ride, it kind of went with it, the tail kind of moved to the left and the right, and people are like, whoa, that's incredible. Now, you watch some of the horse. Uh, play from that first trailer and it is ridiculous what is going on there i mean oh yeah the, everything is moving the tail is going this way the wind blows the tassel on his hat is moving left and right his gun belt with the bullets on it it kind of moves with them there's so many moving parts on that it, you might take that for granted but that is an incredible accomplishment even for the xbox one x or ps4 pro oh, no. whatever you want to have it on it really is because you got to think about how heavy that is on a U on, on a oh, UI because yeah. and when we get into the Sea of Thieves talk later on, I actually can talk a little bit about that and and because they do did a developer video where the developers talk about oh well you know depending on how you build a game and we got to think about this because Red Dead Redemption that was a single player content you're seeing but the graphics aren't going to change. It's going to be the the same play, the same graphics you're getting for single player content are going to be the same graphics that you get for the multiplayer content and the multi the, and the thing is they already know that that these games their bread and butter is online now because I mean that's where they make their money yeah so we're gonna have an amazing story that we can play over and over again if we want and we're just keep running around and doing random things on a single player platform if that's what we so choose but. But the world is going to be so vast. This is the biggest game that Rockstar has ever made. There's talk about it even in the process of the, uh, you know, going down the road of them opening up and adding actual DLC areas to the game. Yeah. And that's just, that's just insane because everything that they put into this, we, we see, I mean, you got to think about the motion and stuff like the motion capture and everything like that. I mean, you, the dual wielding alone, when you see them pull, when you see them pull, that was everybody's freaking out over that because we want to do it. Like, it's the Western game. What We need to dual wheel six shooters. Why can't we do that? And in one scene, he had the, like, the Winter, uh, the Winchester, sorry. And then he had a, he had a, a pistol in his hand or maybe he had a shotgun in his hand. I think it was the Winchester though. It looked like a rifle and he was walking towards somebody and he shot him. And that takes a little bit away from the graphics when you have to get good, fun game uh, gunplay in the game. But he shot the first guy, and then he pulled up the Winchester, and he hit him twice. Actually, it was a double-barrel shotgun. I apologize. And he hit him twice with the thing. So it was two guns being played at the same time. And so I'm really curious how the gunplay mechanics are going to work because we see farther on the trailer where you can actually highlight three guys, uh, maybe more, but at that time he only highlighted three. And then he used the, you know, the typical Western revolver, click, click, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the smooth Jesse James, you know, Billy the Kid style of gunplay. Now, I just want to talk about the graphics because I know we're moving on a little bit, but there was a point in the trailer where he gets thrown, Arthur gets thrown out of, it looks like a tavern, out of the window. And he falls into the mud. If you do that in slow motion and look at that, which are several trailers that do this, the mud kind of forms around his body. He stands up. It splashes up in his face. He kind of slips around before he gets a hold of himself. And then he starts going a mano a mano with the uh, barkeep or whoever it was. 
I mean, it's just really the game is is incredibly beautiful to the point where I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins right now, and this game's above that already, man. And oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed Origins is insanely beautiful, man. The water in that game, everything, it's amazing. This has already beat it for me. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, the water, you know me, I love water. Yeah. I, 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 I love that stuff. The water in this game is, I need to see, I need to see a little more rough water. Yeah, me too. But, I, but you don't see more, too much but, of it, yeah. Yeah, you see, you see rivers and stuff like that. But once I start seeing some rough water, some white water. Ooh. That's that may that's going to give me a, what I have to see is because you can swim in this game. Yep. That's something you could you could not swim in Red Dead. You could 1. not swim in Red Dead One. Yeah. So the fact that you can swim once I can go into that water, I can go under it and I can look up and see how the light reflect re, uh, reflections and everything work. Yeah. I'm thinking that this game could be on par for their water with Sea of Thieves for me, which is uh, that's a huge, huge, uh, huge mark to try to strive for. But if they if they can do it. I'm all I'm all for it because you know me like I love I love my pirate games and I love that pirate game a lot. It's like one of my mainstays. It's it's just one of my go tos. It's in right? your rotation. Well, yeah, yeah. That I mean, it'll always be there because I love it so much. Yeah. But Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two, that's gonna be that's gonna be one of those that'll always stay there too because it's the two things two things that you know as a child it's two major things you play as like you know GTA you play cop you know you get to play cops, cops and robbers, robbers kind yeah. of thing. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, you get to play cowboys and Indians, basically. Mm-hmm. Outlaws, all that stuff. And then Sea of Thieves, you get to play, you know, you pirates. Get to be pirates. So, I mean, it's like you throw some ninjas in here somewhere and you got everything. Just give me back Dead <laughs> Space and uh, with Isaac and I can play against with aliens again. Oh, my God. It hurts so oh bad God. when I think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> aliens oh, are a big man. factor for us because we're, you know, 80s, 90s kids and, you know, oh, yeah, aliens. Definitely. So, yeah, so I always dream about that you know not jason x style but you know alien style <laughs> oh god you know but you know here's the thing about jason x you can go back and you can watch jason x now and if you watch it more as like a spoof of jason yeah it actually it actually is passable like i actually can get some enjoyment out of watching it um it's like watching but, the room and and calling it a, 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 a comedy yeah exactly yeah no that that that's how i mean you gotta you gotta change your perspective absolutely you do you're 100 percent correct on that so red, red dead redemption 2 we're all excited about this this is something that we will be all about when it comes out yes. we will cover it extensively the online i i i will be playing the single player but my main focus I'm telling you guys right now, my main focus is going to be online, as it typically is with most games. And I am going to do everything I can in that game. Like, that's just going to be, like, as much as I can with the time I have to game. I don't have I don't have a lot of time anymore, so I have a few nights where I get to throw up some game. Time Red Dead now. will be in the rotation for a long time coming for how beautiful this game is, plus the added on DLCs you're talking about. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before, you know, I know we want to move on, is that we were talking about horses earlier, that in this game, you actually have to break in and really take care of your horse and become a real teammate with the horse and really have a good connection for the game to really work really well for you. Yep. And I'm really excited about that. Just on the side note, just the little side things that you can do in these games, just like Red Dead 1. It, the game takes so long to play. I mean, yeah. there's so much to do. And they need to make sure that that brig is brought in 
into the multiplayer because you know in multiplayer you can get you level up and you would get different horses in the first one yes in this one it sounds like you're going to level up you'll be able to buy different horses which will give them a reason to be able to make money off some mm. horses yeah. but it if i buy a horse if i'm buying if i buy for pay for whatever in-game currency you know extra that you know that I, I can still make the currency in game but if i pay for extra currency so i can buy whatever i want you know if i buy a horse and it's got some high stats I better have to take it just because I bought it doesn't mean that it automatically, oh, it's going to be my best friend. I have yeah. to earn that horse's trust. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's the one thing I want to see. I don't, I want, I don't want it to be easy mode. I want them to still make me have to earn. I might own that animal, but it might still own my ass by the time I'm done, you know, before, it, before I pay. Little... Yeah. It should be like if you paid for it with in game currency or with, you know, money or whatever and you bought currency. Yeah. And the horse has this many stats. It should be able to go to double that or something like that with you actually breaking in the horse and taking care of it. That's a, that's exactly. a good point. I hope it is like that. Jumping into something else. Yes, you know, we said we're going to start trying to cover other things besides PlayStation and, uh, you know, and Xbox. And we're, we're, looking in, we're looking ahead. We're looking at PC. We're looking at other things. But right now, this is a big, big, big thing for Nintendo. We're talking Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. Just give me Ridley and get out of my way. <laughs> so I, Smash Brothers, when it first came out on the N64, we didn't know what we were expecting. Like my brother, my cousins and I, like we didn't know what to expect. We got it. We we're excited. We sat down. We started playing. That was one of our, one of our, like, you know, outside of Perfect Dark and, and Gold Knight, and Turok and some of these other shooters, we didn't really have a go-to that we did that we would just sit down and lose track of all time. This was that because it was always that just one more round, just one more round because it was crazy. It was funny. You had all these items that were coming in from different different genres and then your characters are picking them up and you're fighting them and then we would create our own games with it of like attrition where it's like, okay, each person has one character of each of the uh, each of the characters if that per character gets gets kicked off then that person's dead you can't you can't play him in the next round and we would do our own form of attrition that way which now actually is game modes you can play which is kind of crazy sounds like you're doing a style of battle royale mode where you guys were knocking off characters until you're the last one standing <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. it was because we you know we did we did love our WCW games versus NWO and all that stuff. Oh. We would do the Royal Rumble matches where God. you would throw people out and you have to go through your old team. I don't play those anymore. So, yeah, but no, it was I, I. Sorry, but I don't play those anymore. But like W on PS three, uh, PS two, that WWF game with the Battle Royale or sorry Royal Rumble, and I played the hell out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Used no, to be no, used to be one of my favorite so games. Good. Yeah. You're on the wrong system, though. You need to be on the Nintendo 64 or like some of those. Ones. I, th- you I had play, you need to play the earlier version. I had WC. I had WWF Nitro, I believe, on the N64. I believe it was okay. Nitro on okay. there. But that- PlayStation Two, when it came out, that WWF game was like top-notch graphics. Guys coming in with their music and the fireworks. When you look back at it now, it's like, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> huh. One of the things that we wanted to really hit on here is just the characters. Yeah. So the re there's been a couple announcements. One of them, uh, the most recent update was that, and it and it plays into a mode that we hear. So we know that there's going to be a, all the original characters of the Nintendo sixty four will be available 
just as soon as you fire up the game, those characters are all going to be available for you to play. But other characters, you'll have to play through a story mode kind of thing to unlock. Yes. This mode's called Spirit Mode. And what a lot of us are thinking is, if you watch the trailer for the trailer reveal, which is actually really kind of gruesome, for the fact that we're going to get two Castlevania characters coming into play. Yes. We're getting Simon Belmont, which is damn freaking awesome. It's way awesome, man. And, you know, and so getting the getting the, the characters from, from Castlevania. But in it, you get this, it starts out with Luigi walking through, and he's got what looks like, it looks like an upgraded version of his vacuum gun that he had from Luigi's Mansion. He's playing Except Ghostbusters. This one, yeah, uh. this one actually has, shoots, uh, it shoots um, plungers, and he can reel it back in and stuff. Yeah. But he's, he's looking all scared. A lot of people are thinking that this is just kind of like Nintendo giving us an Easter egg that there's going to be a Luigi's Mansion or Luigi's Castle uh, as a third entry uh, that will probably get announced at next year or 2019 E3. Uh, that would be really cool. I like it. I like it. But what happens is you see one of the monsters show up and it slices through. It's like the Grim Reaper and it slices through Luigi and Luigi falls down and raises up as a specter. As a spirit. Yes. So this is what people are thinking. We're thinking that the Castlevania theme is going to play a really big part into the single player mode. And that in order for us to unlock characters, we're going to have to beat certain mini bosses and stuff. And the mini bosses, once once we beat them, will open up to like maybe like a treasure chest or like a co- maybe even a coffin or something like that that allow us to find captured spirits of characters. And then we'll take those characters back, those spirits, and bring them back to their bodies so that they can they can go into them. And then we would unlock these characters. That right now is what a lot of us are thinking. And I honestly, with the way the trailer goes, I th- and, and you have a mode called Spirits, I really feel like that's that's going to be the case. That would be really cool, man. I, I like the idea. Uh, I mean, I know it's just a rumor right now, but let's uh, cross our fingers and hope that happens. What they're bringing to this game, I mean, just from the E3 announcement to the announcements that came out since E3, it's really remarkable what Nintendo's doing with the new Smash Brothers Ultimate here. Plus, you know, we the, the other rumor is that uh, Smash Brothers Wii U is being revamped and going to be introduced on Nintendo Switch 2. So that's like two Smash Brothers games for Nintendo Switch? Like, what? You know, then like also the reveal that you can also buy the GameCube controller for your Nintendo Switch to play Smash Brothers on. I mean, that's insane. What they're doing with Smash Brothers is something, I I think it's like the biggest thing they've done in years, man, for a game. I can't think of anything else. It really is. And it's kind of something they need to do, though, too, because certain games are really big for Nintendo for their esports. Splatoon. Hmm. Splatoon is a huge esports title. And Smash Brothers, huge esports huge. titles. Huge. Those are their two those are their two mainstays for esports. Now you got characters that excuse me. There's like new we have some of the new fighters that have been announced besides, you know, our Castlevania characters. We have the Inklings, which is awesome. So you're gonna have the boy and the girl original Inklings from Splatoon One. Mm-hmm. 
So that's going to be, those are going to be pickable characters. And they're, they've already shown up in games like Mario Kart. And it, it's a lot of fun. And you know me, I love myself some Splatoon. So that I'm excited at. That's going to be a character that I'm actually going to spend some time trying to learn the, char- the moves and stuff like that. As you said, Ridley from Metroid. That's something that's incredible. That's going to be my character. I love Ridley. I love Metroid. Um, that Just like you said with Splatoon, that would be one character that I'll really, really try to lock down and be really good with. Yeah. Now, they said something how putting they really wanted to bring Ridley into the game and not have him just be like a boss or not have him just be like an item that you use that you throw out. They said they wanted him to come into the game. They wanted him to be a thing. And if you are on your Switch and you follow Smash Brothers, you get little updates and little videos and you can watch it. You can go look at the directs or look at the interviews with the developers. And they actually talked about Ridley. They showed some gameplay with him and they said, hey, they go, what was really hard for them is they had this character that's, you know, like stands X amount of feet above Samus. How do we put this giant larger than life character in a fighting game and still balance it? And so what they did is they came up with the idea that he's because of his back and he's kind of reptilian and kind of alien, you know, you know, that he kind of crouches. That makes sense. That's how they were able to do it. And so they got him in, they got him in the game. But then of course we have Simon from Castlevania. Yeah. This is kind of cool though. King K rule from Donkey Kong. It's a very odd one, but I'm glad they're adding him in there. I I like it, but it's kind of an odd. Well, it's not as odd as the Wii U trainer. Or the, I mean, the Wii train. Oh my god. It's kind of weird, but... Yeah. They could have left that one, nobody would have cared. But they're throwing everything in this one, plus the kitchen sink. I love that King King K rules in this. Yeah. Um, And then you got... You got Echo Fighters. Now, Echo Fighters are basically reskins. There's subtle differences in their movesets, but... Mostly it's co- it's costumes, but these are characters that have their own place in the roster. It's kind of like when you go in and you play Mario, uh, Super Mario Kart, and you can pick Princess Peach, or you can pick Metallic Princess Peach. Yes, you know, it's, similar, it's, it's yeah. something like that. So we have Luciana, Dark Pit, Daisy, which is new for Ultimate, Dark Samus, which is new for Ultimate, which is really cool, Crom, new for Ultimate, and Richter, and, which is new for and Richter is the other character from Castlevania. From Castlevania, yeah. yes, he's the werewolf. So I'm really excited about that. Because you know me, I love werewolves. I love the werewolves. Castlevania characters are going to be really hard for me not to fall in love what, with. What, yeah, <laughs> the Castlevania character. Like, I mean, this is what I'm hoping. And I know Castlevania is a cross plays. You get the games on Xbox and stuff now too. But I kind of want to. I kind of want to open world, uh, Breath of the Wild style. Ooh. Castlevania game mm. to come out on Switch now. Just I, run I, around I really with Simon. Yeah. yeah. Simon, yeah. yeah. Simon bring Richter in, even though they come from different timelines. It's like you could come and we could bring Richter in as DLC. If it's a know? big yeah, it's a big role. Another character that's new that uh it's also one of the Samus Echo Fighters is Dark Samus. And that is a badass looking skin on there, man. I mean yes. it's dark, it's blue, my kind of my favorite colors. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I mean, so many different characters, Damien. Yeah, and I wanted to run through them just for people that are Go listening. Go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we have Mario. Mm-hmm. And these are outfits that are, are confirmed right now for Mario. So different outfits you can have. You can have the Cappy outfit. Yes. Wedding outfit. And Builder outfit. 
Now, Cappy better be usable. That's all I'm saying. That's an alarm saying that Cappy has to be usable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I don't know. We do see at one point where Mario gets taken out and all that's left on screen was Cappy. There's been a lot of... A lot of influences that you know are you know showing where the spirit mode could happen. Maybe that's the way you get a different outfit for Mario. Maybe that's how you get Cappy. Because in because in in uh, Mario Odyssey, you throw Cappy on the other people and become yeah. them. So, so yeah, I mean, what what this is something that you got Cappy. What would it be like if you could unlock every character and there could be a Cappy mode for every character? I don't know, man. It's really tempting to be cool, but it could be over. It could be too much. Yeah. yeah. So then we got Donkey Kong. Which, uh, they did a Final Smash change. They have new facial animations for Donkey Kong, which is pretty cool. It's the classic look, though. The tie. You know, the DK tie. Love it. Now, Link. Champion's Tunic and Tunic of the Wild added from Breath of the Wild. Final Smash unleashes ancient arrows. His bombs now detonate remotely. These are changes to Link's character. I like the idea that that we're going to have Link with the different clothing but we also are getting i think we have three different versions of link we'll know more as we go down yes but this is this is still really cool i like link was always one of my favorite characters from the original smash brothers i love the fact that i can play him and take on mario it's very cool that you can take link that's a nintendo classic but doesn't really cross over unless it's in these games and and beat up luigi or mario oh yeah, yeah. then of course we got samus Smash moves can power up in midair and canceled when jump or dodge. That's a huge thing. So when you can charge, do a charge up and you can cancel with like, cause you can see that they're going to counter you. Yes. That is huge that you can cancel. So that's Samus is going, has always been like one of those characters that is a really good, it, it's a really highly played character. This, if you got someone that's just running the table and you're trying to like play where you go, oh, I go up, you, you, you know, you exchange people until you beat someone and then you take over as as you know as the the winner to take on the champion yeah this is going to be the character is someone's really good at at breaking at breaking combos so this is going to be the character that's going to help you counter that yeah that's the the cancellation thing that's that's new and i i, I like it i'm interested to see how this works and then of course dark samus <laughs> the outfit is, is beautiful though man it is it really really is uh it's got like it, it feels when i look at dark samus First thing I think of is Venom, because it it feels it feels sure. like a symbiote. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. It's down to the veins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Yoshi is in as a fighter. No, nothing known right now on the moves. Kirby is back now. I'm going to tell you guys, Kirby because of his ability to like change his appearance and take people's powers when he sucks them in. Kirby was a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I like, I mean, he was one of my main fighters. I'm not going to lie. The little pink little guy. I love some him. of his games have not been my favorite, but I love Kirby's. I love Kirby's it, games. They're, they're not my favorite, but they're fun to play around with. They, they are. Yeah. They are. Let's see. So he has a stone ability appearance based on stage. So whatever the stage is, the rock. Yeah. He can change. Too. change. Yeah. And he can copy the ability for every character, which basically if you were to take Kirby and you wanted to put him in a more aggressive stance, He's Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Wow, yeah, that'd be crazy, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically what he is because he can he can morph into other characters. Of course, can't be a Smash Brothers game without Fox McCloud. <laughs> Has to have Star Fox in there. Yeah, but we're getting the Star Fox Zero design. Mm-hmm. 
And then, I mean, and that's, I, I like that. I liked the Star Fox Zero. That was the adventure. Sure, yeah. Adventure title and whatnot. So, uh, no, it's definitely that. And that was a different type of game, but I, I loved it. I, I loved it still. Like, because, I mean, I, I remember playing the heck out of Star Fox. I played the heck out of Star Fox 64. The multiplayer was a lot of fun on Star Fox 64. It just was a game that just, it lent itself well to the to the times. And, you know, I'm cool to see, like, with all the, with the star, uh, what was it, star next, oh, man, I'm thinking, I'm forgetting the, the, the title of the game and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I know, can't remember Star Fox stuff. Star Fox wasn't but, one of my mainstays, uh, except for the N64 title. And then we got Pikachu, which I do love Pikachu. Pikachu's always one of my favorite Pokemon characters. Uh, and there's going to be. Any Pokemon characters that come into the game will also have their female op- female characters as well. So you have male and female options of them. Yeah, it's cool. Which is awesome. Uh, Luigi, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. And then we have Ness, which is... Ness is from... Uh, well, he's from, from uh, Earthbound. So it's nice to see Ness coming back. And then this is one of my, one of my other favorite characters from the original... Was also Captain Falcon. You got you know that Falcon Punch. Like it just, he was kind of like my 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 Ryu from Street Fighter. And his costume's just badass. I've always loved it, man. Yeah. I love his helmet so much. Oh, yeah. The Falcon on there, it's just the classic. Because well, you know, because he reminds me so much of Judge Dredd. It's a very close Judge Dredd costume. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> then we got Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Peach is coming. She's got quite the ornate dress, but she's coming. She's going to be fighting. Peach like is crazy. awesome. Yep. Uh, we got Daisy, which Daisy is, of course, she's a Peach's Echo Fighter, basically a reskin, but still cool to have her have her in there. Absolutely. We got yeah. Bowser. Yep. Bowser was a fun character. He was he was kind of when I played Bowser, I always thought of like I kind of felt like playing Bowser was like playing Zangief from uh, Street Fighter. Like, he was just one of the bigger characters, you know? He just, he felt like he was lumbering. Yeah, it's kind of so. like using Donkey Kong and, like, Mario Kart. Bowser and yeah, Donkey Kong. Exactly. Just some of the bigger characters, yeah. What I'm so excited to see back, though, is Ice Climbers. <laughs> I love those two. Like, it was it was fun. Like, they were just fun, fun characters to play as. Uh, it's awesome that Sheik is back. Sheik is going to be, it will be cool. Like, I, you know, anything with the Zelda franchise, I'm all about. Absolutely, yeah. And then Zelda is going to be back. She's going to have a Link Between Worlds costume, which is pretty cool. Yep, I, I liked I, I like that game. Quite I always a bit. dug playing Zelda. It's kind of cool. What's I, what's also cool is Doctor Mario. Mm-hmm. So instead of just giving him a costume, you're going to have Doctor Mario coming in. He's going to be he's going to feed you some. Pills. I'm curious what the difference is in the moves on that between Mario and Doctor Mario. Oh yeah, we got Pichu. And his electric shocks can actually uh, can damage. Uh, oh, electric shocks can damage Pichu. So before he was, you know, if you had Pikachu versus him, it was you had to go mono e mono with the with the combats. But then, of course, we got Falco, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I, I love I loved his character too. Um, Marth, which is is has the dancing blade is faster, and he's voiced in English. I'm gonna. I, I actually can't remember where Marth came from. I dude, I don't know either. You want me to look it up? Real I want to say. I want to say Dragon Quest. Uh, dra- uh, I think Dragon Quest, but I'm not sure. 
Lucina is also Mars Echo Echo Fighter. It's basically the female version. Or Xeno, maybe it was Xeno, not Xenoblade. Yeah, maybe Shadow Dragon Blade and Blades from. of Light. Okay. Yeah. Character of Shadow Dragon. This is another cool character, Young Link. Yeah, I like that. Let's add Ganondorf. Anything Zelda, throw and, it in there. Yeah, I know, but it's Ganondorf Ocarina of Time design, which is my favorite Ganondorf d- design. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Zelda games. I think I beat it two or three times. <laughs> Mewtwo. Roy. Again, from the same game as, as Marth. Krom, which is a new fighter, and he's a Roy he's a Roy Echo fighter. Really cool skin on this guy. Yeah, Mr. Game and Watch. More like he looks like he did in the original game. Again, they're throwing everything in this game. <laughs> I know. I love Meta Knight. Yeah. Pit, of course, Kid Icarus. I love Pit. I really I really enjoyed Kid Icarus on the uh, 3DS. Like I played that a lot. I played the multiplayer a lot. It was a lot of fun. Cool. And uh, we have Dark Pit as an Echo Fighter, which is really cool. Zero Suit Samus, which, yeah, I'm liking that. Yeah, it's cool. Wario, which looks like a biker. <laughs> but this is like this is a cool character. Snake. Snake ah, I'm so happy about Snake. But, I mean, he's been in there before. But this, I, I love it that uh, we're continuing to add Snake in there. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. We got Ike. And then 30 through 35. Pokemon Trainer. Pokemon Trainer. Yeah. So you got Pokemon Trainer with and then a female option. And then obviously the different Pokemon options. Diddy Kong, Lucas, Sonic, King Didi, Olimar, which of course that's, you know, Pikmin. Lusario. Lusario kicks so much ass in, in Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, ba- uh, Pokemon Arena DX or whatever. I remember seeing it at PAX last year. But this is one of the things I like. And it's like the fact that they make fun of the stuff. The only thing that would have been cooler is if they added in somehow a fightable... Uh, uh, this character, they added in Rob. Which he's... You know, he was the little robot game controller kind of side thing. You'd look into his eyes and play games. Uh, it would be kind of cool since they added Rob in as a, you know, since Rob's back as a fighter, it'd be cool if they would have brought in like, I don't know, like a, uh, an in- <laughs> a virtual boy. <laughs> that holds Nintendo glove. Oh yeah. A virtual <laughs> boy that had the power glove. The power glove. That's as what I meant. Yeah. It would have power gloves as his hand. That would be incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be so cool. That could be, that could be an echo fighter for Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We just came up with Nintendo. Hey, look at that. <laughs> We got Toon Link, which is from uh, which is from Wind Waker. Yep. We have Wolf from Star Fox. Yeah, which was a cool, cool character. We have the Villager, which is from, of course, Animal Crossing. Nintendo, give us a new Animal Crossing. We love it. Mega Man, We Fit Trainer. This is the oddest one to me. This, yeah. I think this is one that gets left out, but whatever. Oh, but they gave her a new face. There is no face there. <laughs> she Rosalina, looks like a mannequin. Little Mac. Got it's a classic. Gotta have him. A little Mac's amazing. Greninja. The Me Fighters. <laughs> Which is again, I could, I just don't care. Palut Palutina. Pac-Man. Pac-Man's awesome. Yep. Robin. Shulk. 
Bowser Jr. Love Bowser. As Jr. long as Bowser Jr. is it doesn't come out like automatically more like super powerful like he did in uh, Mario uh, Aces. Like they they finally fixed him, but Bowser Jr. was way too OP in Mario Aces. Overpowered, yeah, yeah. Duck Hunt. Awesome. That's just someone that if you play as that, I'm gonna kick your butt. I don't want to be laughed at by that damn dog. <laughs> Ryu's amazing. Ryu, yeah, yeah. Cloud, which is Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Yes, very very cool. Corin Bayonetta, which is you know Bayonetta is such an interesting story. How she went from a character that was on multiple consoles gaming, you know, and. She went to become a Nintendo mainstay. Yep. And her shoes that are guns are amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Then I love the fact that they got the, you know, the inkling is in there, of course. New Ridley. fighter. Yeah, Ridley. Yeah. Simon and Richter and King K. Rule, as we said above. And then, like I said, that they are putting out a, with the, by the collector's edition, you can get the uh, GameCube controller. But also, there's an adapter right now you can get that you can use with your Switch, and you can use a GameCube controller, and you can buy a GameCube controller, the used ones. You can buy a used GameCube controller from GameStop for like 12 bucks. This is a smart move by Nintendo, because a lot of people are going to buy this for nostalgia feel, but personally, the GameCube controller is not the ideal controller for me to play Smash Brothers. I'd rather have the Nintendo Switch Elite. I think that will work much better for me. Yeah, no, it's something that it's something that I'm just the game. It looks really good. It sounds pretty cool. Now, jumping out of Smash Brothers, just going to go hit real quick on Sea of Thieves news. We are on week three, the final original final week of the Curse Sales. The Curse Sales brought with it skeleton ships, and we to- you heard us talking about like Red Dead Redemption and all the little movements and stuff that you see going on on a character and how big that game is. And then you got to think about when they put in multiplayer and the servers and amount of characters are going to be moving around. All that stuff you have to take into consideration. Sea of Thieves, what they did with these, bringing things, these ships in that have these AI skeletons that are coming around and they're fixing the bat, the damage you put on their ship. They come popping out of the water and it looks like something from, from you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. And the the movement that they had to do they had to figure out how to map the ship to have these characters move around to script them so they move around on the ship and not crash into things then they had to think oh but this isn't a player playing this character this is a pc they had to figure out how to make these characters be able to do that while the ship moved and so they showed how they like put in like little whiskers that that are basically on the boat that tells it when it's coming up to an item where it can collide with and if it you know, if it's a player's ship, then okay, they'll collide. If it's a rock, they'll try to turn away from it. The uh, game developers put out a game, you know, put out a, a YouTube video that showed us, you know, state of the game basically showed us how to, you know, all the things that are inside story. Showed us some of the stuff that went into programming that. So it's crazy to think about Red Dead Redemption 2, all the stuff that they got going on in, in there. And then you got a game like Sea of Thieves where it was a mostly planned for player versus player and player just adventure kind of stuff. Yeah. And how the game is changing and evolving into a more larger experience, and that's all based on on us, the player, making you know, saying, talking on Reddit, talking to them, you know, talking to them on Twitter, and them seeing this experience. It's been it's been a you know, it has been literally a game changer. The game is not what they initially said it was going to be. It's not what I thought it was going to be. 
I still love it. I love the fact that I don't ever have to feel... The only thing times I feel like I have to play the game or when they do these events and I want to get the I want to get the timed exclusive stuff. Yeah. But I've been busy. I haven't had a chance to get any of the timed exclusive stuff. Uh, they did extend it a week, so I may actually hop in there and try to get it. If I do, I'll explain more. I've, I've fought the ships a few times. It's a fun experience. The cursed cannonballs, which will eventually players will be able to get, do some pretty crazy stuff. It's pretty fun. Uh, one of them makes you drunk, so everybody's drunk on your boat if you get hit. Um, just, that's just a lot of stuff ah. that they're doing to it. So it's 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 a great game. I love that it's available on Game Pass. So if you don't necessarily want to pick it up yeah. and purchase it, you can get Game Pass, have all these different games available to you, and you can just play it, and you can just jump on and play with your buddies. I've met so many people that are just now getting started with the game, and when they meet someone that's been in it for a while and that you can go through and kind of show them the ropes, they actually say, hey, you know what? I'm actually not just going to have this on Game Pass. I'm going to go ahead and purchase it. And they buy the game, and it's it's a lot of fun. I strongly recommend you, though, if you're not sure about it, just use your free trial yep. on Game Pass yep. or pay 10 bucks for a month and try it out for a month. There's, there's a of lot of other, other games, games on, on Game Pass at the same time that you can get, so it's not a bad deal. Yeah, now, Graveyard Keeper just launched. Yeah, and that's a little but I mean, indie. you got Elder Scrolls, you got yeah. Fallout oh, yeah. 4 on there. So you got some big AAA titles. Now, on, on Sea of Thieves, there was a great article that came out um, I wish I could reference the person who wrote it and the site that it came off of, and I apologize, but the reason I'm bringing it up because another game developer really did listen to the fans, and yes, it took over a year to change the game, but No Man's Sky is now yes! a very incredible, beautiful game. I bought it first day on PS4. I played it for two months straight. I was very disappointed. I got nowhere in the game. I was one of the people who was like, I can't play this anymore. And another game came out, and it completely took my attention away from it. Now, with all the new updates, the multiplayer, the different online things, the creative mode, where it's not a creative mode, but you can build on there. Anyways, all I'm saying is that Sea of Thieves is listening to their fans, and maybe they've learned from No Man's Guys and their developers to listen to your fans and really create a game that people want. No Man's Sky is back out there on sale, and people are buying it because it's really a fantastic it's the top, game. It is one of the top-selling games right now on Xbox. On Xbox. And, and I, I bought it, yeah. and my son, my son, he loves, you know Noah, he loves space. He loves all this stuff. Uh, he went in there, and he's like, he, it took him a couple days. And when he finally played it, he goes, you didn't tell me that this is real space travel. This is all based on science. Yeah. And so... He's just devouring it. That's his one of his like his chill out games. He just goes on, figures out how to do things. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I get on there and play. I've I've gone into the multiplayer. I have not ventured into the hard modes where like if you die you lose everything. Uh, but I mean it. The gameplay it's fun. It's like I've it feels it it feels like you're playing. Uh, it feels a little bit like Minecraft because you can build so that, but it feels also at the same time feels like I'm playing Ark. And you know me, I love my survival games. The fact that I can jump in and play with friends, and I can actually see them and everything, because you know, yeah, earlier the, the developer has done a great job with this update, and I look forward to seeing what else they do for the game, and I'm super excited to see what hello get or what they do in the future and that's one thing i was the reason i'm bringing it up is that rare could just follow their lead and say hey this is the correct way to go because no man's sky really did do almost a 180 it's not the game they brought out it's a completely different game now they've introduced so many different things that uh i'm really happy with uh what hello games did for no man's sky 
And with the way that Rare is going with Sea of Thieves, I'm also happy with that too. Makes yeah, me excited. It's, it's just, it's an exciting time to be a fan of games because the developers, because of social media and because of how things are yes. in this day and age, the developers are learning that, you know, we can come up with a concept idea and make a shell of a game and that can be playable and fun and everything that we want it to be. But then let's leave the gates open so that our fans can help us design the rest of the game. And this isn't saying, oh, buy, you're buying a game that's half done. This is saying you're buying a game, but games now are more often games as a service and games as a service means you're going to have continued development on the game. It's a very fantastic game, the time to be a gamer because games can mold to what we actually want. And just because a game is released, you know, back in the day, you know, 007 release, we're like, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. But, you know, like Perfect Dark Zero, you know, what was it, 2 came out and everybody's like, oh, that's terrible. They could never mold and change the game. It is what it is. Yeah. It's it's a great thing. And actually, I know you're going to bring up two more games that are basically doing the same thing. Yeah, so Destiny 2 is feeling, well, I'm actually playing Destiny 2 again. Let's just put it that way. Actually, um, a lot of people on my friends list, Damien, the, even PUBG players or De- uh, Division players, they're all on Destiny 2 right now again. Yeah, they they have this thing where you're going back and you're playing the old levels over again with different statistics to unlock armor and stuff like that. Basically, to prep you to be ready for the next expansion and the next expansion is coming out. It's the biggest expansion they've ever done. It is basically like I mean, when when we got uh, when D in Destiny One, when we got the uh, the 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 final expansion that led into the next, you know, the final series when we bought the game it was basically like another almost a sequel. Uh, this, the Taken King, when we got the Taken King expansion, that was something that was huge. It was a big deal changed so much stuff but it was like d1 was fine it was like at its peak it was gold it was this amazing thing that people had to strive to try to be well destiny 2 feels like they have taken in and said hey we were really good here why did we screw up and like they're taking everything back and saying we're gonna go back to how the taking king was right before destiny 2 came out and we're gonna add and you know we're gonna the difficulty is going to be more there. It's going to be harder to obtain your exotics. There's going to be a lot more guns to change. There's going to be, we're going to bring back the ability that, you know, the different skill sets on the guns, because we know that that was a hunt. When we put on just static skill sets, it wasn't, it wasn't the loot shoot game that we wanted it to be. We want you to have a base stats on a, on a gun or on a, on a, a, a item, but we want you to have other stats that can be variable that make you have to do that constant hunt. Like, I want my god mode gun. Or I want my god mode piece of armor. They're bringing that stuff back, and that's that Diablo feel. That's why people still keep playing Diablo, man. They come out with these these new, you know, they'll put up new character colors or new things like that that are coming out after your enemies and different different ways to play it. And you have to, you're striving to get that new that new set, that new set that gets you. It's like the same thing that goes on in the Division. You're trying to build your perfect set for your style of gameplay. And even on Division right now, they're introducing more gear. 
Oh, I know. And I, I just know they are. I was looking at the Reddit post of somebody's new gear, and I was like, ah, I want that. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it, it, it's very addicting, and that's something good that Destiny Two is bringing back is that addicting feel of that I gotta get this, you know. And that's what you guys yep. felt in Destiny One. I'm not a Destiny One player. I jumped on Destiny Two really because of you guys, and uh, I really love the game, and I like that they're bringing back something that the fans from Destiny One are really falling back in love with. And again, they're they're taking fan critics and they're going okay we gotta we gotta divert this direction now and it, it's it's great man yeah i'm hoping i'm gonna be at pax on friday i'm not gonna be there i may may be there on saturday i'm not gonna be there the whole time this time around uh nick i know you were gonna go you're not able to make it up so noah my son's gonna come up with me hopefully this year we don't get caught videoing stuff i'm not supposed to video even though <laughs> i was given permission by i was given permission to video and then they tell me no you're not allowed to video it was a. I'm like pointing at the person that told me I could, and he's like shaking his head. I'm like, oh, thanks. So, and that was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was yeah, that was Assassin's Creed. And I wish I could be at PAX, but my appendix burst, and that cost me a lot of money. I am sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> next year though, next year though, and uh, we no are, more appendix. So don't. And we also we will be the one thing we do know is we will be whether or not we are there as media or not we will be covering e3 this year we're going to be going down my cousin happens to live right across he manages some uh, apartments basically right across from the where that where it's held at so we'll be going down there and even if we have to purchase our own tickets and we'll be staying crashing at his place and then going and bombarding e3 so we'll be boots on the ground next shout year. out to cj oh yeah next up fallout 76 is already doing something to combat the trolls. Isn't that incredible, man? They already heard from fans and they're already like, no, we fixed this already. Yeah, and I like I was I was like, nah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you how do you automatically fix this? They put in an anti-trolling measure, which they said it's part of the game, it'll be part of the game at launch. This isn't a oh, the game comes out and you're downloading the patch. This is in the game on the disc already. Basically, they said instead of someone being able just to camp you and kill you left and right, that once it they attack you, you're able to come back and fight, fight, whatever. But it's if that measure keeps happening, they'll remove that person from from it because they're they're trying to make it to where you have to kind of decide if you're going into if you're going to go into the PvP now. Because it's going to be an open world thing, and as your character, each person you see in the world is a real world person. So you can either be friendly, me and you could be friendly and share our stuff, but if you had some type of troll that was just constantly following you and blowing up your base every time you started building something and taking your things, that would get tiresome very quickly, and that would make you not want to play Fallout 76. So obviously they already thought about this, that there is people out there will just constantly hunt you down in that server and keep killing you and killing you. Uh, Poseidon, uh, Hines from Poseidon, he said, when you see a person in the world, they're a real person. And now you have to figure out maybe they're being super helpful. Maybe they're just wandering the world as a trader and just trading with people. Maybe they're being a bad guy and they're part of a raider group. For that sort of tension, but the, with the system in place that keep it from being abusive, so you can't be harassed by somebody who just keeps chasing you around the world and keeps killing you over and over again, that game literally does not allow that to happen to you. 
So they thought about it way ahead of time, dude, which I'm happy yeah, about do. because we didn't really think about that when we first talked about Fallout 76 on our E3 show. We didn't think about the repercussions of having a troll just follow you around the server and could constantly kill you and take all your supplies and all, all your good stuff, you know? So, you know, good move. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this will, that alone will bring in a lot of the players that were standoffish of the idea of the game that were saying, I only want, I only want. It, if it's a single player, this will bring people in that were on that that were kind of on on the fence. You know, it's going to bring them over. They're going to bring them into the yard. They're going to be like, okay, well, uh, toss me the ball, let me play a little. Yeah, absolutely. And Heinz also compared the PVV fighting to that of coming across a Deathclaw and Fallout Four. He says, if you fight drastically beast but end up dying, you have the option to respawn and try that again. That should be how it works for for any human person. He said. They can keep coming after you again and again. Uh, he doesn't really go into detail, though, about how this is possible to stop the trolling, but it is reassuring that he has come out and said something about it. So we're going to hop out of the game chat. And we're going to jump into a little bit. we got three major things to talk about in trailer talk, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about this stuff, man. It's all, uh, it's all Netflix, buddy. I know, I know it is. That's the crazy thing. Netflix is Netflix is like kicking some butt. And the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this is we are throwing stuff up. If we talk about something during the weekend, it's a pretty big deal to us. And we post it up on our Facebook page. We will be bringing those topics into our shows. That's we want. We want it to be. If you mention something over there, we want it to come over here, and we want to be able to talk about it. So Iron Fist season two is a thing. <laughs> well and hopefully it is and it, hopefully you know, it didn't stop with the abomination of irish one sorry i just don't care for it <laughs> basically this is something that i was the one that when i saw i saw this when it went live the trailer went live i said and my first thing i posted was okay iron fist i see you i want to believe in you but now can you deliver and the trailer automatically shows there's a lot Better choreography with the fighting, a lot better, a lot, and, lot better. And you, so you can see that the actors are doing a lot more of the fighting than they are having a stunt double. It looks like they've been training and working hard. And, um, I'm just gonna say, like the suit, the suit. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Well, I didn't mind that they bring in an Iron Fist one, and I didn't mind that they bring yeah. in the Defenders. Then bringing back the tell from where he came from and how he got his powers and the suit and the history behind it. Uh, that's great for season two. That's great to catch everybody up with that maybe not is caught up on the comic books or something like that. Um, but it shows different variations of the suit three different times in the show. It, it does. Yeah, it shows him with the hoodie with kind of the yellow bandana over his face. And then it shows him in the training with the yellow mask, actually. And then you see finally the actual suit, but it's on a corpse. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, full, so you kind of see three different variations of it. So I'm I'm curious of how that that plays out through the the series there. But I think that I think that they're gonna play with this with the suit the same way that we got Daredevil season one, where the suit evolved over time. Okay. Yeah. And so I mean, it'll definitely be different for us with this because, you know. We we will see the white variation, which was the training and stuff like that. We're gonna see that from the past, and then, uh, but the it's something that I'm just. It was my least favorite of Iron Fist one. I was excited for, and then after I saw it, I was like, "Bleh." 
You know, it was my least favorite out of all the Netflix series of Marvel stuff. And by uh, by far, I mean, they had an episode where literally for like, I swear to God, it was like 15 minutes of running time. Colleen, uh, Claire, and Iron Fist were just, and Danny were just in the alleyway, like discussing what they should do, like sitting on boxes and like dumpsters. And I was like, oh my God, what are we doing here? How I, I was yeah. like, I can I watch this in two times speed? It, for me, and I know we didn't talk about it last year because I wasn't even doing the podcast at the time. I, I that show was disgusting to me. I I just I hated it so badly, man. Almost as much as I hated Defenders too. But now see, the one thing though that Defenders did do was I did like the interactions between Danny and uh, and Luke Cage. Yes, and they because do, and- because. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Because that referenced the, the whole comic stream of them together. And those teammates together are fantastic. And actually, in, in Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 9, they bring in Danny Rand to help out Luke Cage. Kind of some meditation things to try to help him gauge, uh, just like uh, not be so... He was really angry in the, in the season, so he was trying to like bring him back to reality and just calm him down a lot. But actually, the character in the opening scene for Danny Rand was really good it was different and actually what's even funny is that luke cage actually mentions it to him hey look you seem a lot different i'm like yes you do you seem a lot better like your acting's got better or something i'm not hating on the actor himself i i I think he's okay but as this as the episode went along i really was like "Ooh, danny rand is really cool and so i'm really excited for season two to see what happens yeah. here i'm i'm hoping I'm, I'm i'm hoping against all hope man because like we got a little bit we got a bit before we get the next season of daredevil and the next season of punisher so and and we know that disney the last movie that's going to be the last Mar- the last disney film that's going to be on netflix is going to be ant-man and the wasp but we haven't heard what if disney's gonna pull these series these marvel series from netflix and put it on their own disney streaming service now i think they would because how popular they are but i hope they don't man (laughs) same here i i'm i feel i feel you there i'm the same way right now and i know i know that disney is not afraid to go dark because you know the different studios they are yeah so they're not going to it's not like they would take this they want money they're not going to take this away from Netflix and then turn the Punisher into a Care Bear. They're not going to do that. Actually, they'll have more resources. Yeah. yeah, and so so if they did, if they chose to do that, I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, I mean, they just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff Disney's doing right, and a lot of things that Disney's doing that's raising questions. Uh, we don't like. I mean, right now, Rebels. We don't know. Like, we got so Rebels is done. Then they have. They're saying we're getting the new Clone Wars season. We don't know. We're hoping that we're going to get continuations of that. We're going to get multiple seasons of that because they also just announced that they have a new animated, a little different style animated uh, series that's following along the lines of the Rebel Alliance and in the current in the current film time. Yeah, with Poe and Poe, yeah, yeah and Poe Dameron and stuff, which looks actually pretty intriguing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind yeah, of it's on. a different animation style. It's uh, the director really likes. Um, oh, damn! It, I just read this Damien shit. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, oh, that's all good. This one anime style he really likes, so it's actually kind of designed after that. This, this, the show that he likes. I just was watching that twenty minutes ago, or you know, an hour ago. Can't remember. Yeah. Another but, thing too is that John Favreau is directing the Star Wars series too. 
which yeah, is the new yeah the, oh, this, god so good there's so, so many awesome. things coming out for so it, many things coming that's gonna which be great. all could be on the disney streaming service and we know punisher season two just wrapped that's probably gonna be on netflix maybe the contract for those marvel series is much different than what the contract it was for the movies being released on netflix as their main streaming services for disney so maybe it's two different contracts which probably it is and I don't know, maybe we'll get Daredevil season three and Jessica Jones season three or something like that. Hopefully, man. I hope they stay on Netflix. I really do. That's that's what I hope too. It's it's getting really hard for me no not to go after the ABC streaming because of the the Star Trek stuff because just announced that Jean Luc Picard uh, is going to be have his own series. That's incredible, uh, man. I know, yeah. Patrick Stewart coming back to play that role. He's like 80 and, years old, and he's in way better shape than I am. <laughs> and he's coming back, like, and they say that it's going to also hit back more on his PTSD of uh, the Borg and stuff. Because if you saw, you know, he would, yeah. that was a really thing that affected him. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm all in on that. Well, man. I'm that's, a next gen guy, dude. I, I mean, that's Deep yeah. Space Nine was really great, and I loved it. I'm not a Voyager guy. But Next Gen was my Star Trek. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's an episode out there I haven't seen. I grew up with it. Um, yep, same uh, here. Yeah, I love John Luke, so I'm happy yeah. to see this. Patrick Stewart's amazing, though, by the way. Yeah. Going away from the Iron Fist Season 2, going on to something else, is and talking about animation, is something that seems like it bridges the animation style of Big Hero 6 and kind of the feel, if you will, of Iron Giant, and we know you and I are big fans of that. Yeah. And we're talking about Next Gen. This just came out of left field. Now, we do know that, that Netflix knows that sci-fi is one of their things that makes them the most money for their originals. They decided, no, nah, we're not just going to go sci-fi for you know a new season of Altered Carbon or a new season of this. We're going to go sci-fi full on, and we're going to give you, we're going to give you an animated, you know, a family feature. Looks really, really cool, man. Like I'm the trailers. The trailer's good. I mean, uh, I'm holding out hope that uh, it, it it hits where it looks like it's gonna hit with the trailer. Like you said, a, a mix between Big Hero Six, Iron Giant, maybe a little Wally type of you know futuristic well, yeah, stuff well, in there. Wally, but also also I think probably a little bit also iRobot, obviously with the, okay what we yeah. saw. We got we got definitely an iRobot. Absolutely, feel. yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have high hopes for this, though, and it's really cool that Netflix is doing something like this. I'm sure I'm sure Nicholas, you know, my 11-year-old, I'm yeah. sure he's going to fall right in line with this, and I'll have to watch it with him. Yeah, this is something I'm, I'm super stoked for. I'll be watching it, definitely. So, definitely, if you want to, if you want, want to know where you can find these trailers, you can look them up anywhere online, but we also have them linked to our Facebook account. Uh, Next Gen. Look, Cute little animated film, but it all looks like it's going to be touching on some actually some deeper deeper levels for the adults, but keeping it light with some of uh, some good humor for the kids. The next one is a limited series, so this is a series that's it's a one and done kind of thing. Yeah, and it's Maniac. And what I think I first thing I liked about this is that it brings back alumni from Superbad. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and when he goes. <laughs> And super bad where he says, I rub your back. She says, you itch my back, I itch your back. And he says, well, my back is located on my cock. It's one of my favorite lines of all time in that movie. I know it's an old corny line and it's kind of uh, gross, but that cracks me up. Yeah, so we're talking Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Yes. And 
man. So what what I was crazy about this though this that when, when this is what I was touching basis on when I was talking about Ready Player One is that it's two people that are kind of they they live in different realities basically the whole series is about going through different realities at some points you see the characters dressed up as like elves and other things or then they go super far into the future and it just it it looks like it's going to be a freaking wild ride and it's got a huge cast uh, uh yes that Big so and I'm not sure. cast. and but like one of the things like it's crazy how much weight Jonah Hill will lose and then put on. I do know that he was trying to get in shape so he wasn't he wasn't uh the fat guy in the next uh next um uh 23 Jump Street movie. I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that you know, because we, we know every everything that they said, all those all those movies they showed the posters of are all canon. I know. So, they and they are working on the script for the Men in Black crossover. It's insane, but I'm so into it. I'm like, go ahead. Let's add Fast and the Furious into it, too. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. (laughs) I'm all in for that stuff. I love it. Uh, It's going to be, as long as those writers are involved, it's going to be hilarious. Now, and and Manic, something's really crazy. What did you say? Maniac. Maniac. Sorry. What did I say? Manic? Yeah, Maniac. Maniac. Something's really crazy is that I love Sally Field, man. And she oh, yeah. plays the doctor in this, and everything she's in, she's so incredible in, man. So that brings a different uh, level of acting when you bring in like a Sally Field type, you know, character, oh, yeah. you know, actress. So this this thing, and also this show gives me a lot of Clockwork Orange type of vibes with that opening scene where they're sitting at the table and the colors and the flashing. So I, I'm really interested about how uh, where they take this um because it could go several different directions man oh oh yeah so one of the things that's one of the actors that's like heavily if you go through on imdb you see a lot of lot of like people you're like hey i recognize that person hey i recognize well if you look they're only in one episode and so that what that tells me is that yeah it's going to be we're going to be going into different like realities of these two people that are drawn sure. together, but yeah. they're they're crazy, but they're drawn together, and so that the this is why how it's a limited series because like we have we know that one of the characters that you see a lot of in the trailer, he's only in one episode, and it's Justin Thoreau, and he basically plays a character that it looks like a continuation of his character that you hated in Mute. As long as he's not a pedophile, I'm okay. But yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, stand he, that he's still He's still creepy, like his hair cut and everything still creeps the hell out of me. And I love the actor, but yeah, the his his role in this it looks yeah, really Justin Thoreau is great. And in this in this trailer and some of the screenshots, you see Emma Stone in a lot of different uh, uh, outfits and different. Yeah, she's scenes. an elf in one in one episode. She's an elf. Yeah, and she's at a party, and it looks like she's from like the 1920s. So I mean, I, this this show can go a lot of different ways, and I'm really excited for it, man. Yeah, so it's it, it de- that's definitely Jonah Hill is in ten episodes. Emma Stone's in ten episodes. There's not very many people that are in every every episode. Like yeah. if you go through it, if you go through it, it's there's only four people that are in every episode. Yeah, and like Billy Ma- uh, Magnuson, not even sure who his character is, but Sonia is playing Doctor. Uh, Fuji? Fuji, Fuji, Fujita, Fujita, 
Yeah, you're right, though. But like even like Sally Field, she's in a limited role, too. So, I mean, a lot of people are only in one episode. That's insane. Yeah. So I'm curious how this goes, man. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's definitely caught the interest uh, caught, or caught my interest. I'm 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 ready. Give me some give me a cool sci fi series. Netflix. I know you're capable of it. I'm excited to see what's going on next. Uh, but yeah, so we have the trailer for this one as well, which the trailer is just out there. Yeah, so go uh, look at our go go look at our Facebook page. You can see all these trailers on there. Leave a comment. We got a couple people leaving comments on them, so you know, jump in there, like it, leave a comment, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to you on there. Yeah, uh, like we have uh, Neil Hammond. He says looks good, and that was to that was to next gen. Yeah, and then it's just. Uh, Man, I don't know. This maniac trailer—it's it, got me—it's got me hyped. Like I'm—I am—I want. Like I haven't. It's been hard. This, this summer has been hard for me to find something to get hyped about. Like I haven't really watched. I've I've gotten a lot of retro going back and watching older movies that I haven't seen or I haven't seen in a long time. Haven't really followed anything. I'm I'm gonna and, throw I'm gonna throw something out there for you then okay. because I just watched it, man. And uh, just give me one second here and let me get the. Uh, I just want to pull it up again. Um, and it's something that I found on, and actually a friend of ours, uh, Tori, uh, actually has up and running again a service for us. And something I was supposed to mention to you about a week ago. Uh, so I apologize for that. But it is on that service, and it's called Revenge. And it was released in 2018. Now, this is the weird thing to me is that the thermometer for Critics is 92% fresh. The audience is only 58% fresh. Take that audience score and throw it out the damn window. Those, whoever's, really? uh, absolutely, man. Yeah, Ab- now, Revenge, Revenge is the one about the girl, right? That she would, I see, I yes. actually, I actually watched this. I watched Did the you first watch season. This? I watched the first season. No, no, it's it a was, movie. This is a movie. Oh, oh it's a movie. Yeah, okay. yeah. I so I know you're talking about the, about the Revenge series, but if you're looking for something new to watch and it kind of gives you that uh, maniac feel, because it does is this movie called revenge now it okay. is about a girl that it gets revenge something brutal happens to her if you are light uh like your stomach is easily lit up and you're kind of lightheaded with those type of things this is not a movie for you there's a lot of gruesome things going on here it's a bloodbath dude the movie starts off slow but when it picks up you're like i'm all in i gotta see how this girl gets her revenge and it's the title i'm not giving anything away she gets her revenge and you don't think she will be just giant badass. And there's some, a little bit of, uh, I got to believe this a little bit, you know, I got to, uh, uh, you know, I got, okay, I'll take that. Okay. Okay. She, she, she made it that far over there, but something for you to watch revenge. Everybody should watch it. Um, really high on rotten tomato. The, there is a lot of artsy shots that are beautiful that remind me of kind of the maniac trailer and kind of, uh, uh, clockwork orange stuff so it's a beautiful movie everybody should take it out and uh i'll hook you up with that too okay yeah is this uh the one that took place in uh 2017 yep yep and the cover of it's like a girl turning with a shotgun she has the star earrings on there yep yeah man uh and it also there's some subtitles because they keep talking uh french and then they talk back into uh english and they go back a little okay. bit forth but it's not bad and th- probably 20 minutes into it you're like oh damn and then it goes oh yeah then you're like whoa damn 
and then it goes a whole different direction. Also, another movie you should watch too, and I know we're going long here, but Lobster with Colin Farrell. Have you okay. ever seen that? I have not. Dude, I wa- I was in the hospital, guys. I'm sorry. I was in the hospital for several days. I watched a lot of things. I've watched Isles of Dog that we'll talk about next week with Wes Anderson, but Lobster Man with Colin Farrell. I'll talk about it next week because I got to tell you about this movie, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So jumping out, jumping out of that, we're going to tie up with rumors. And this is going to go pre- pretty quick. Yeah. But rumors, Tom Cruise is rounding Green Lantern role. Now, this, this kind of... You know, I like Tom Cruise, and they say one thing about Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise does not do wrong if he's running. I say that what they said, what they said about it. Yeah, Tom Cruise, you can say he may doesn't do wrong when he's running, but in the Mummy, he ran a lot. But Mission Impossible Fallout, is Mission Impossible, insane yeah, insane reviews and yes. making a ton of money. Something I really want to see. Yeah. I really want to see it too. I love him in his Mission Impossible movies. I, I like Tom I, Cruise. I know I he's do. a weird dude. He's a very intense guy. Anybody that's interviewed him said that. He's very eye contact, very into you, listening to you very uh, uh, wholeheartedly. But I like him, man. And I do. He's one of my favorite actors, actually. Like, I yeah. mean, I'm going back to legend and, you know. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and then also, you know, of course, my favorite movie of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time is Cocktail. And so it's like, I I, I love him, you know. It, so this is, I, I, you know, at this point, at this point with DC movies, I'm just like, okay, let's see what he can do. I'll tell you why this is okay. Because we're talking about a Green Lantern Corpse movie, a buddy cop movie. Tom Cruise is an older character. He's playing, he's playing Hal, you know, so he's going to be the old character. And he's bringing along the younger younger student and John Stewart. So that works very well for me, especially if you get and somebody we're going to talk about here in a second, like an Anthony Mackie playing a John Stewart. I know he, Thank you. he could. I know he can't because he's in the Marvel universe universe, but he could because he, he could because, but I mean, how many do we see jumping across DC and Marvel as characters? Lots. We used to, but we just don't see, we haven't seen it really in the last 10 years besides Ryan okay. Reynolds. Um, but you could see somebody like that playing it, so I think it works as Tom Cruise being older, you know, an older Green Lantern or Michael B. Jordan because his <sighs> characters are already his characters already gone. He's no, let's perfect, do it, dude. Let's do yeah, Michael B. Jordan. That's a much better be idea. The, yeah, he would be the perfect John Stewart, and he would have that. I mean, he would have that swagger to him. He would yeah. have that ability. So I mean, it's like, and he'd be the young rookie cop that kind of you know talks smack and doesn't want to listen, even like an Idris Elba if it were playing an older John Stewart. Like, ah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I and I even said you know what's funny about that is I even stated that on the post. Yeah, said, you did. Idris yeah. Elba. I'm like, I'm like, you know, as Anthony Mackie or you know Michael B. Jordan. Those, those are like, those are like my my character picks top picks. I think but, Michael B. Jordan, you're right on this. I think you're 100 yeah. right on. That would be a fantastic pick, and we've seen what he could do with the character and really get his teeth sink into it as we see black panther but we don't know if he's really dead in black panther by the way we we don't i know yeah. i know i know we, we don't know he could be coming back in the next avengers as you know to help rescue black panther his cousin that'd be crazy yeah yeah and you know stranger things have happened next up anthony mackie is coming on as the lead playing kovacs for season two of altered carbon amazing i couldn't be more excited about this news I love Anthony Mackie. Uh, he's great in everything he does. Really, for me, he is. I, I really yeah, enjoy him a lot. He's funny and, and, and a lot of, you know. Pain and, you know, pain and gain? Yeah. And he's, <laughs> oh, I forgot about pain and gain. He's great. But, I mean, uh, 
him being him being in season two of Alter Carbon as the lead role. I mean, what a fantastic choice! I love it, man. It's a complete curveball. I, I it love is, it, it yeah. is, yeah. But we talked about this. We talked. Well, I about know this we did, yeah, yeah. Because this is a role that you know, and and the funny thing is, is that you know Joel Kinnaman could come back and play himself. He absolutely could. This is what's so brilliant about Alter Carbon is that they could continue this long. And it could be a female. It could be a kid. It could be an old old man. It could be anything, man. I know, and that's that's what's so awesome about the series. And so the fact that we're getting to season two, super stoked. Uh, I'm curious to see what they're gonna what their budget is for this, considering the fact that the last one was their biggest budget for a series. I'd like to know what their budget is for this one. I think it's gonna be less, dude. Yeah, I, I do too. I Even think though they, they threw made it, they everything made... at the wall that time. They made a lot of money off of that one, though. I, it was of, it was it was fantastic. I mean, there was yeah. a few things that we didn't like about it that we did an alter carbon episode on. Uh, actually, we did one that we lost on, and then we redid it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm really happy about this. This is like the yeah. best news this week for me. Speaking of best news, we're gonna end this off with uh, a game that really means a lot to like my my family in particular. We always love Time Splitters. Time Splitters is one of the most ridiculous game series out there like the game is just ridiculous you have zombies you have teddy bears you have just everything you can think of in this cartoon animated style that just comes around jumps through time and fights things and comes to life but what the other crazy thing about this game was is that this is before you had all these horde modes and all this stuff that you could do uh you could create maps and drop in a ton of bots and you're like you could do the, the, the map creation system was so diverse and you could create this, and then you could create a horde mode, and you could have it like come down. We would literally do four player co op on this game, you know, and basically design a map and create the Nostromos from Alien, or create something that was like felt like Alien. Put the bots in, and you could program the bots to have different styles. Like one would infect you, and you would have to, you know, or infect other things. We were able to create it to where we'd have like corridors and in a little, you know, little uh, vents you could hop out of. And this, just the the game was insane, and they were working on a new one, and then the company got shut down. Yes, and this is like 15, 16, 17 years ago. I can't remember the last time Time Splitters came out, like two thousand two or something like that. Uh, Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember, and, and then so <laughs> THQ Nordic just bought the rights to Time Splitters, yes. and is already confirmed. In development, Time Splitters Four. Yep, they they say we are hugely excited to have acquired Time Splitters. The original gave gave fans a massive content offer and provided a pure, genuine, fun arcade shooter experience. We have many fans of the Time Splitters series among our own staff, and we are passionate about creating a product that will thrill today's gaming audience. Which is awesome statement. Like, let's get it going, man. Yep. So. That right now, guys, that is our episode for the week. We're back on it, back at it again. We're going to take some time to test and figure out what the hell is going on with our mixer and our Facebook stream so that we can finally get it going live. We just have different problems every time. Yeah, it says it's live, and then we go on there and it just does an update for us. So we don't know if other people are able to see us, but we're going to get it figured out or... Or if we can't figure it out, we will go back to Twitch because Twitch works. <laughs> so if we can't figure it out, we will stick. Because, I mean, for us, growth has to be through videos. 
And, you know, videos on a platform that's oversaturated is better than no videos at all. Yeah, and it's definitely oversaturated. But we could do different things, like Skype we talked about earlier before the show. Yeah. Um, And, again, guys, look at the Facebook page because Damien's been a good job while I've been out to update things and throw things on there. Something that we definitely need to talk about next week is the new Venom trailer. Um, yes, I, really, I wanted to talk if, about that, but Venom need, Venom. Venom is going to be probably about a 30-minute subject. It's going to take some time because I really want to get your opinion on a couple things. Because Todd McFarlane, I want to talk about his opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm really kind of curious about where this is going because it seems like... Anyways, we'll talk about this last week, yeah. next week. I will go on forever about that. Same here. So you can find... You can email us at geekologistradio at ninjapancake.com or geekologistradio at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at geekologistradio or on the web, geekologistradio.com. That finally, um, we are, I know we keep saying it, but like I said, life and everything else has gone on. We are now actually working on redoing our website and actually changing up the design from the one that I originally kind of had figured out for. This will be a better fit for video content for our own posting of, excuse me, posting of articles. And then also links to our partner sites. So people who, you know, we may go off and we might write an article for for another site and then have a link to their site that will show up a teaser on our site. Also, make sure you check out our friends at ninjapancake.com for all sorts of other podcasts. Just lots of great content over there, folks. And you can find Nick at... Uh, you can find me at Nick and PDX on Twitter and also check out my article about Mutant Football League posted up on SilverSoulGaming.com. It's been a while since I wrote that article and I updated because it's coming out on Nintendo Switch. It's a really great game that people should really get behind. Uh, the creator is a very passionate person and uh, hopefully he comes out with uh, Mutant Hockey league again oh my too. god that's, that's well he's that supposed to be and he's I know. supposed to be at pax he's supposed to be at pax i'm gonna track him down yeah you need to track him down and that's why i got I'll the give, article uh, and i'll get and i'll give i'll get the link to him yeah for the article absolutely and everything else so we'll get all that worked out you can find me on twitter at mr damian nash all one word and for this week folks oh, we are out one, two, three.